0: Uh how you doing? Hi, how you doing? Hi, all right? All right, how you getting on? Yeah! He said it! He fucking, yeah! All right, Kroger! All right? How you getting on? Yeah! Reminds me of when Ronan Keating, uh, I brought this up
1: 20,000 times.
0: Ronan Keating was hosting the Europe Music Awards. You you little you little tweeny little fucks do no, no Calm down, right? I'm just you youngsters wouldn't know that for a for the year nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine, I don't remember, Dublin was the coolest spot in Europe, man. Uh you had everyone coming in. Um Boise was in, Beyoncé. Uh apparently Mariah Carey. Told the people at Bloody Westbury Hotel that the water wasn't clean enough and she wanted to bathe in Evia. That's what the the Evening Herald was saying. And all eyes were on Ro Keat, uh, keep Ron Keating, um, who, when you see him next to the other boys, a very small boy. People, hot take here, Um, people who are smaller, like if you see someone on TikTok and they're an absolute specimen. Um, and you might see them anywhere else, but where else would you have randomers kind of popping up into your little, your feed? Um, and this lad looks like a spasman. No way. There's no way that guy's six foot, man. There's no way. He's got to be like a three foot guy. And if it's a bird, man, if this is a woman, there's no way she's a spasman at all, you know? So Ronan Keating's a good looking guy. Mikey Graham, they say, was the best singer. Uh, they say Mikey, um, but he had obviously eyes on a much bigger prize. Um, to be the um, the James Khan of uh, of Irish Kung Fu movies. <laughs> so he had to get his eyes on a different price. But the reason I say that is because you had Rona Keating wearing his unbelievable red uh, snakeskin suit. I've already talked about this in minute detail at the Europe Music Awards. You can go, if you, hey, if you're on and Street Pro, Go into Captain America's there. You can see the memorabilia. I love memorabilia-related restaurants, but I'll talk about that in a sec. I won't talk about that in a sec. I'm not disabled. to say about it. Um, And Ronan Keating had this suit, and he goes, Hello, Ireland! Hello, Europe! Hello, the what?" pulled the mic away from his mouth, and I used to cut that all, I said that all the time. I've re-watched it since, and it's not as good. It's not as, Hello, the what? It's more, Hello, the world! And I kind of you know, um, similarly, I had a little Mandela effect, uh, about Dirty Michael, uh, viral sensation, Dirty Michael, that, um, he used to say, I only gave him a little souk, I only gave him a little souk. Um, there's no way of talking about Dirty Michael without acknowledging the fact that you've enabled the bullying of an old queer man, um. So I won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But he says he got kicked at Lad Brooks and he gave someone else a little suck. <laughs> this is awful content. But I, what, what do you expect? It's in a fucking kiosk hole. <laughs> what do you expect from a podcast from a kiosk hole? Okay? Um but it's he says Lad Brooks. Um and he, he says suck. It doesn't matter. I only gave him a little suck. So. I used to say, I used to say that all the time. You know, not to toot my own bloody horn at my key asshole, but um, you know, it 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 moves me greatly that there are there are people, there are some people, freaks you might call them, freaks who just would drop a plume into just they say things and they say it with the intonations that I said it, you know. Or just the smell and things like that. It, it moves me so much. Like, I'm already dead. I'm dead. That happened. You know? I got memed on the Ireland's, Irish Simpsons page. That's happened. I'm on borrowed time. I get paid to do a podcast, as a side note. <laughs> well, it's not. It's on topic. I'm still alive. How? I don't know. What, what else is there? What else is there to happen? So I'm very chuffed people who who have that, who, you know, who include that into their, you know, general chat in the same way that I say, I want to give him a little sook into mine, even though that's, even though that's incorrect. Look, he was a, he was a bullied man. He's not a very, um, you shouldn't be putting, fucking getting the camera out and just, you know, anyway, I'm not talking about that anymore. Um, how you use anyway, um, we were, we, sorry, we were, we were, did I already talk about this? Or was this in a draft that um, that you're never going to hear? Uh, we were worried that the young fella would have had the, the Roni. Uh, and I'm not talking about the Rony can't, I'm talking about the coronavirus. Um, so we went down to Shrewsbury Road um, testing centre. And I was like, fucking notions on this testing centre as the first, you know, you know. Do you have any idea? How expensive this is on the monopoly board. Have you any idea? Get in your thick skulls. And I'm just sauntering in here, getting my really swab, you know? Have you any idea what it takes to get this and the adjacent Aylesbury Road? There are probably some fucking West Brits living on that road being like I do I can't believe, man, that you're coming in here. (laughs) I can't do it. What is the West Brit accent? I can't believe you're putting a testing facility here. (laughs) <laughs> no, it would be a posh The Queen's English But I'm also uh, Irish I can't believe you're putting A fucking Chaston Centre Whatever, whatever That's not one of the hybrid accents I can do It's no Jed Patterson, man Hey, man L- g- Greetings from Copenhagen, man How you getting on, man? <laughs> anyway, look Come here to me you, This might not make any sense to you at all Um Alright <laughs> But anyway, we had to go there um, and we were blown away by we don't have it. We don't have the Rona. Um spoiler alert. We do not have the Corona. Um we um had to go in there and this is actually not interesting at all. We went in there and we got swabbed. And they told us a very terrifying fact that fifty percent of the people who are being tested um have it over fifty percent. And so it did make you know we had already, we've not seen, look, I'm going to be honest, right? I, when I when when it was the last lockdown, I was going for walks. I might get to the crest of my 5K. And if there was another friend in the 5K, we might have a bit of a walk. You know, and we might walk and we might talk with a little bit of a distance, not two meters. Right? Might have been happening. Um, it was fucking, oh my God, it was like. It was actually like scenes from Caligula over Christmas. I was wearing the face off, me man. I was wearing the face off, anything, and I don't have it. And luckily, my friends don't have it. Um, but I got very complacent, and I, I'm We're being a bit. We're being a bit stern with ourselves now. Hence me in a fucking car, uh, recording this podcast and not going into the studio. I'm not even risking going into the studio, even though I won't see anyone in there. You know, um, how do I get onto this? Do you know what I'm watching a lot of recently? Um, I've been watching um, nonsense getting caught by vigilante groups, and it's just so sad. It's just so sad um, seeing people. There was one bit where they arrived at this guy's house, right, and he lived with his man, and his eyes were like pins, right, uh, behind bottle glasses, like big, thick Like four inches of glass And he lived with his ma And they were They got high-vis jackets They were not the police They got some high-vis jackets And they were like Right mate can we talk to you for a second bruv yeah." And he goes what's this about We have a transcript here of you chatting with a minor online And he was like got real obviously shocked And he goes we've got one question to ask you bruv Do you like regular chicken or crispy chicken And the guy goes regular chicken you don't like crispy chicken? And he goes, No. Will you not have any chicken where you're going, mate? <laughs> and I just can't stop thinking about it. Cause it's not that's not anything. <laughs> that's not anything. And and the reason it's clearly a quip that he pre written because there was another one where they were chatting to this this young fella, um, who was also a nonce, um, and they said, um, your man was acting all, you know, flustered, and one of the guys says, mate, do you want a pen? Would you like a pen? And the guy said, oh, what for? Right, someone who gives a fuck. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, right, someone who gives a fuck. So he clearly went, these guys think they're Spider-Man, right? They think they're Spider-Man. They think they need to have, um, you know, a pocket full of quips. I'm not a pocket full of thwips, not that kind of, sp- you know, not webs, but they're a pocket full of quips in the back pocket because they're vigilantes. They need to have... But this guy, Do you like crispy chicken Or regular chicken Regular chicken You don't like crispy You don't like You don't like crispy chicken <laughs> You fucked up my whole thing here I was really expecting you A nonce To say crispy chicken Because I got a fucking zinger In me back pocket Speaking of bloody zinger Zinger Tower Burger I got a fucking KFC zinger In me back pocket But I needed you to say And what if he had said Crispy chicken Well, you, well I'm no surprise there Because you're going to be A little crispy chicken Where well, you're going mate you're going to be a crispy chicken anyway it's just sad it's incredibly sad <laughs> it's incredibly sad it's sad that there's people like that and I'm not getting into it I'm not getting into it but it's sad that people can <laughs> get, get online and chat you know and it's sad that that there's lads rocking up at old old women's houses saying your son's a non who likes crispy chicken and it's sad that um you know it's just anyway <laughs> oh my god I'm in a dark place now Welcome to Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. I'm not in the car anymore. I'm not in the car anymore. It is hours later. (laughs) It is hours later. Um, I tried to record in the car and it was going well. But this Muppet, mate, this absolute Kermit and crew um, Muppet, he's he's a Muppet. But what sort of person do you think this person is, right? Sort of person who drives around. I'm I'm not having to go. I'm not having to go. Do you know what I mean? People have their flexes in different areas. He could be a lad who literally saved up. Every penny he had because all he wanted was a black mat murk that makes a fucking vroom rum sound. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not having a go. Maybe that's his truth. This is my truth. <laughs> Maybe that's his truth. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to have a go at the guy. But he did, it did, um, it did put me out. Oh, I'm for, fu- oh. <laughs> I'm ah, I'm a tired, I'm a tired guy. I'm a tired guy. What can I say? Um, as I said previous, uh, we thought the young fella might have the COVID. He's been little. Oh, he had a little wobbly, wibbly wobbly wonder. You don't have them really worry. Well, they got rid of wibbly wobbly wonders. Um, <laughs> they got rid of funny feet. Oh God, is this just? I did the ads last week. Am I just doing ice pop nostalgia now? Is that what a Gary? This is what happens. I'm back in the nursery now, and Gary isn't. It's like this place is haunted. Right, Gary's isn't, when I'm out in the car, when I'm out in the car, can I tell you, when I'm out in the car, I feel like a big, sexy, driving man, right, I identify strongly as a big, sexy, driving man, the sort of fella I looked up to as a kid, who would come in, you know, when you know, you—I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Your mate who like drives before the rest, he is, and he starts talking to your mum like he's a big swinging dick grown up. Starts swinging those key, key car keys, <laughs> and you wouldn't believe it, Carl. You want to see me picking up this? You're 60. You're the same age as me. Do you know what I mean? And your big swinging dick here with the car keys chatting to my ma, like you're flirting with me, ma. Quite, quite honestly. You know, daddy, <laughs> new daddy. Show me them keys again, dad. You know. So I identify strong, oh, whatever. <laughs> And here in the nursery, um, I just, I, 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 I do feel, I of course feel sexy at home, I of course feel sexy at home, but I feel here in this nursery, this nursery is a reminder, there's no curtains on the wall, there is just, you know, like imagine having just to go through your wardrobe every two weeks when it doesn't fit anymore, and your wardrobe is tiny, and folding a little fucking sock, it is a clothes horse, it's just tiny, Everything's on the floor. Because how do you hang it? It's a, it's a, it's a sock for an ant. Right? It doesn't fit anymore. We're washing. We're rewashing stuff that's not even going to fit them anymore. Just because I can't bear to put it away. I can't bear to pack it away. Fold it. And put it where it's supposed to go. We're just rewashing. Like it's clean as shit going. That doesn't fit. So if anyone's looking for some fucking pristine socks. For a two week old baby. <laughs> and I'm your man. Um... No, but I, I uh, look. I had to, you know. I'll be honest. We're 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 taking we're taking this tier a little bit more seriously. Um, well, a lot more seriously. We're barely, we're barely, we're barely leaving. You know, I'm not going into the studs. Um, I'm doing this all here. So with that, and then having a, a wibbly wobbly wonder, um, of a boy, has meant that I've not been able to continue the call. I tell you, I like the car vibe. I like being out in the car. I like feeling like, st- like steak out. Imagine being on fucking steak out. Getting the Chinese. Because that's what you owe. They're always have the Chinese. Eating the Chinese. And what is this fantasy I have? And <laughs> the Chinese on Friday. And <laughs> a Chinese. No, on Saturday. Saturday, even two days ago as I'm recording this, right? But it's a fantasy of sitting in a car, steamy windows, my private display. My, I'm on display. My private display. Uh, my private mukbang theater. Uh, where I'm a big swing car key dick, you know what I mean? Does it make any sense to anyone? I'm fucking delirious, I'll be honest with you. But I wouldn't mind, <laughs> I wouldn't mind going on a stakeout, you know, Tony Cantwell, Private Eye, um, and then just parking up outside some some young one's gaff, the young fella thinks she's having an affair. I get him make a box, steam up the windows, I build the guy for fourteen quid. Couldn't see fuck all, man. Couldn't see fuck all in the steam. Um, or I, I just, she probably is, man. She probably is stay yeah. <laughs> they pay for they pay for my mega box. Oh God. Um, and do you know what? As well, it's heartbreaking. Right? I'm not having a go, but um, I'm having a Carlsberg here, and it's just not what I want. I got them for the um, for the guests, you know. Got a big old, uh, big old crate of Carlsberg. Just, you know, it's not the worst, right? It's not the worst. It's not what I want right now. What I'm looking for is I want to be transported to the fucking Orient Express of the most perfumish IPA. That's what I'm after right now. Just what I'm after. Don't ask me why. I want something to be sipping on something. And, and I don't like rose water, but I want it to taste like rose water. That kind of hoppy IPA. I want it to bang the nostrils off me, right? Right. And I want it to be, I want it to be like 40% without me realizing, right? That's what I want. (laughs) Anyway, well, regardless of the alcohol content, I'm here having a Carlsberg, and I'm going to be honest, right? Between Carlsberg and Budweiser, without having a go, the marketing campaigns of those two beers, like how they're actually viewed and how they view themselves between probably the best lager in the world and Budweiser, the king of beers, is a fucking level of body dysmorphia I've never seen in my whole life. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like me saying, "Guys, you know I'm actually a dragon." That's the same level of dysmorphia between consumer and marketeer <laughs> in the prop the best beer in the. World. Oh. And I tell you, I like the Danes. Um, you know the dogs, the people. They got big dogs. They got big lamps as well now. So see uh, I know everyone's focused on the Great Danes, the big uh, the big dogs. They have got big lamps there as well. Um but I do not not respect their opinion uh on on this lager and 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 <laughs> whatever. I'm not having to go. I'm not having to go. Um So listen, what was it saying there? Um It's just not what I'm after, right? Uh, I mean, I'll drink it. I'll drink it, but um Anyway, see there was um a new young scientist crowned. And no, it was not Bababoner. boner It was a young fella called Gregory Tarr, uh, who uh, guaranteed is not a frigid. He's a good-looking guy. Um, weird for me to say. Shouldn't have said it, but he's a good-looking 17-year-old fella. Uh, he's, I'm sure he'd have the pick. I'm sure he'd be... i tell you what you need to engineer after your deep fake technology, um, Greg. You need to develop a stick strong enough to beat the women away. Or men, whoever, whoever whoever they're all coming for you they're, no no one's coming for you but you know what i mean definitely develop uh, use that big brain of yours to develop a nice beskar steel stick to fight the suitors uh, away um because you're a prize catch now um 17 year old handsome guy a bit of, bit of cash now a bit of wad a bit of ching ching uh it's the foca uh so you <laughs> what am i talking about <laughs> poor kid no but listen I do I do feel bad for all the kind of like I don't know what would you be 14, 15, 16 year olds, right, who didn't 15, 16 uh year olds who didn't get to go this year, right? Because I can tell you from first-hand experience, I've at least seen it. The place is an absolute shift fest. It is an absolute it's the fucking meat packing district of of Dublin when they all roll into town, right? And these are the brains. These are like the the freaks and geeks, man. Like it's like man, Jed Patterson here, bro. These are like the fucking freaks and geeks. They're like you start bonding over anime. The band Him was one that I chanted to a lot of metaler Birds and stuff, you know? Place is an absolute meat fest, right? So I feel bad for all all the young fridges who didn't get to get their first shift this year. You know, I, I I'm pouring my Carlsberg on the fucking bin. In a, in tribute for all the 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 freaks and geeks who didn't get to get their haul this year, you know it is probably it's probably third in the the shiftiest meatiest place. I'm sorry, I can't. These are fucking kids I'm talking about here. The meatiest place, uh, in terms of people who meet the most, um, it's probably third, right? I'd say it goes young scientist third, right? The Gale talked, of course, second, right? And you might think, what can top the gale talk? How is there a meatier, shiftier place than the gale talk? Number one with a bullet is fucking speech and drama kids gaff, right? If you if you happen to find the, the rarest pearl of the meatiest gaff, it is rich speech and drama kid whose parents are divorced and his ma has met a new fella and is barely home. That gaff, if I heard that my son was going to a gaff party in that gaff, I would cover him in chastity, everything. He would go as a fucking, in a suit of armor, that boy. Because, oh my God. You know. So just, um, so anyway, commiserations to all the frigids who didn't get to get their hole this year. Um, and hopefully, hopefully there was something social online where they got to chat to other people from other schools. because that's, that's a great part of it. I've been to the Young Scientist, um... So as well as being a young scientist and a speech and drama kid, uh, I have the miraculous fortune of still remaining a Frigid for a long time. Um, but we had this project um, in The Young Scientist. It um, was about... I don't really remember the ins and outs of it. Because actually, here's the chicken to tell you how much work I did for it. Fuck all! I did for all work for it. Um, but my friend Dara uh, did the majority. He was an actual scientist. And he was like, look, I'm going to be doing this project. Do you want to put your name to it? We can go... We can hang at the Young Scientist, get our, get our hole, Because um, <laughs> think, people think this whole boner sketch of the idea that, you know, the Young Scientist being... Like, that's literally... We wanted to go, we wanted to meet girls um at the Young Scientist. Anyway, our project was on. Um, it was about oxygen levels in classrooms and how that reflected concentration levels. So it was like, if there was a load co2 levels actually from a load of students being in a classroom and if high co2 levels directly correlated with a lack of concentration right and actually the project for the boner the frigid series which is coming back don't you worry um was a an idea it was an idea that my teacher said and i gave to a friend of mine about the industrialization of spider silk he was always talking my my science teacher my um in um second year right he was always talking about <laughs> the the benefits of the industrialization of spider silk and literally he would say like if spider if we figured out a way to weave steel cables the way spiders weave you know the bridges would be he, he didn't say they'd be strong as fuck i that's something i i derived from that but um i told my friends that they were looking for a project uh, in mount temple and i told them that and because you could tell because it wasn't their idea, they just they, they needed an idea. They gave it to their science teacher. The science teacher fucking loved it, lapped it up, um, and they they got a spot in the young scientist. And you talk about me doing fuck all they literally they didn't type up a word, there was nothing and then their teacher pulled pulled the plug on at the last minute. So walking around it had Mount Temple the industrialization of spider silk and just an empty wall <laughs> because it's the word the teacher was like, I'm not having these kids rock up there. They haven't done a single bit of work <laughs> but a weave spider weaves and bridges and all that. So um yeah, so that actually was a true um project in like the two thousand and fucking two, maybe, Young Scientist Exhibition. Anyway, so we went and um and actually our, our project was directly ...linked with an event that happened in fourth class, right? This is probably second year this happened. Back in fourth class, we went through primary and secondary school. Um, we went to all the schools that were on Griffith Avenue. So this was in Skullwira on Griffith Avenue, right? And we were in fourth class, right? And for whatever reason... Look, that is not like a brag, right? But I was in the A class, right? Um, But so were another 41 students. So there's 42 of us in the A class, right? And I don't know how it got to that number. Because I remember we went in, there was like 30 of us, right? And then I think there was a couple of techie parents um, who had maybe given a hefty voluntary contribution. Does everyone have their money for the voluntary contribution? Has everyone got their pink envelopes for the voluntary contribution? The voluntary contribution was £200, please. And the voluntary contribution. So there was a couple of tetchy parents or a couple of parents who were given hefty voluntary contributions. Um, so basically, when it was all said and done, because of various tetchy parents or cash in hand. Maybe may look, maybe mine was cash in hand. Maybe mine was a Billy Madison situation. I don't know. But what I do know is there was fucking 42 students in this tiny classroom, right? Literally, we were on top of each other. We were kind of like sharing ass to ass, side side ass. You might even call it leg. <laughs> leg to leg. With we other students and kind of shared desks. And they just fucking rammed the desks in there, right? And again, your desk partner everything. Anyway, there was 42 of us in there. And it was a marginally bigger like classroom like to give you context the b class had 21 students and the c class had like 18 right but they were all more or less the same size but ours was marginally bigger right so it was around the time of december and we're having the christmas concert and i don't know what was happening with the hall maybe i think that the floor was just wet or something (laughs) and they needed to do this now so they moved in all of the students into the into our classroom which was only a little bit bigger than the rest of the classroom so it was 80 of us in this classroom, all breathing the same air, all like singing, you know, you shall cross the barren desert, but you shall not die up there at the top of our voices. And because it was December for the Christmas concert, they had the radiators turned up full whack, right? So we were in there and um and we were all we were all singing. And I noticed one of the lads, because I was at the back as well, beside the radiator, right? And I noticed one of the last beside me just had this big. His eyes were kind of like squinting, and he had this big, massive smile on his face, and he was, <laughs> and he was like hallucinating. He was like actually hallucinating, and I was like, I won't say his name, but I was like, "Man, you all right? Are you all right?" And he just goes, "The cheese is the cheese," and he just dropped. His body just went limp, and he smacked his head off of a radiator. <laughs> he was fine he was fine but he was like this cheese, like he was in a land of cheese <laughs> he was in a land he couldn't he couldn't imagine he couldn't believe the majesty and the beauty of this land of cheese and he smat and he passed out and and one of the teachers like was like oh my god and like realized he had fucking 80 students in the same classroom right and ran over to get him and then like, you know, when you see like um, in, in MMA or boxing, people get knocked down, their arms kind of go straight and they kind of get like, oh, <laughs> like he woke him up and the lad started screaming like, ah, ah, <laughs> ah, and we we're like, here I am, Lord, ah, <laughs> uh, then he is screaming and he walked him out of the classroom <laughs> to get him some air. And we just heard down the hall, him walking, like you heard the student, and he was like saying to the teacher, you're, I'm I'm all, I'm all right, mister. I'm all right, mister. I'm all right, mister. He didn't, he didn't recognize the teacher. (laughs) I don't remember what they were saying, like, that was just so jarring as a child to not know who your teacher is, you know, to think, all right, mister. I'm not, I'm all right, mister. And I'm all, we we talk about that, the cheese, the tongue. (laughs) <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just love the cheese And as well Like I mean that's Like it's those details You know And you just start And then you're telling your mate And he just started saying like Cheese and all And then he passed out <laughs> It's those details It's similar to when like Like we did an American Dream On a mate of ours And he passed out And he And he and he, and he said he, he saw He kept seeing the Green Simpsons And the Green Simpsons were after him <laughs> Oh, to be young. Um, but yeah, anyway, he was fine, your man. Cheese, uh, lad. I'm all right, mister. <laughs> mister. Oh, he was he was fucking bricking at my teacher. Mister, he doesn't fuck. i fucking it again. I'm going to have to move again. Um, the only other memory I have of that lad is he came in one day and he had the Darth Maul speeder bike from episode one, the toy. Uh, in its original packaging, and he was walking around showing everyone, Look at that, look at that. And I said, Do you know what that means? I'm gonna be a fucking millionaire. So, <laughs> see, that's in his packaging. I'm gonna be a fucking millionaire. He was telling everyone, <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be minted. Um, and, um, I mean, the least you could do is just play with the toys. Do you know what I mean? You haven't a fucking hope of even making your money back now on those toys. Having said that, I wouldn't mind. I was thinking, just for whatever reason, I've been going through. Um, I'm having pangs, right? Uh, I'm having pangs of cringy and bad shit. Like, uh, (laughs) things I've done over the years that I feel really bad about. And number one with a bullet, and this was when I was eight, right, is my cousin Omar. He was living in China, and I went to go visit him during the 94 World Cup for like a month. And the next year, he moved to Ireland, right? And he had this big bag, this big shopping bag of GI Joes, right? like this dense bag of all the GI Joes. He'd been all over the world, right? he have been to Hong Kong, Pakistan, uh, Beijing, right? Been all over, collecting eight years' worth of GI Joes. All original GI Joes. He even had the weapons and all. I would have lost them. And do you know, you know what you remember? You know when you remember something like, I don't even want the GI Joes. I don't even want those GI Joes, man. Like, I only had a passing interest in GI Joes. The miniature, small little GI Joes, right? snake guys and the lot and of course snake guys is the best one right I only even had a passing interest and I asked could I borrow it right and I lost it and I lost the G.I. Joe's I have done way worse things in my life but I have just like I've been wincing thinking about that I even went on eBay tried to buy a lot of G.I. Joe's from him. no fucking hope there loads of them they're so expensive which makes me feel even worse now because I lost all the G.I. Joe's you know he stopped bringing it up about 10 years ago but he has every right to lord that over me forever and I don't know why these pangs, these 25 year, quarter of a century old pangs are, are hitting home. It's just the fucking boredom of this lockdown, man. My brain is going into like this default mode where I'm just wandering through my memories like in a, like an old extra vision. Just browsing. Like, <whistles> While I take out tonight, will it be, uh, well, how will I give myself a pang? Will it be uh, how I lost my cousin's G.I. Joe's or the time I told my ma that Santa gave me shite presents because I got the wrong earthworm gym amongst a fucking Sega Dreamcast or some shit. You know what I mean? And the worst thing about getting older, right, is realizing <laughs> is realizing all the shitty, passive-aggressive things that you did. I'm was, I was not going to say anything about it, right? Just shitty, selfish things that you did. But also realizing that you only realize now at 33 that that was bad like at 32 i still thought i was not beat myself up about it i still thought it was fine it's only realized now that that's bad which means that i've only turned a new leaf in that regard at least mentally in the last year you know but yeah i'm just like what other hauntings do i have around the corner And i'm not a man for haunting myself i'm not really not not that far back it's almost like i'm honestly bored you know it's mad thinking back on things like that. Twenty five, like even you know, even fifteen, you know, sixteen years ago. It's mad just the things that you tell yourself, and I know I've said this before on the pod that you tell yourself, and then you just tack on to that. It's like somehow I have found this this base. This is my pillar of what I know, and now I'm just building onto that into this building. You know, I have the base. And now I'm just building on top of that. But you've never even looked at the base. You've never even looked at the fact that you're building this foundation of your entire decision-making capacity on, like, (laughs) Bogland. On Bogland. Of something that you saw in a TV show when you were five that you've just been adding on to without challenging. And now it kind of looks all right, but it's a bit crooked and you don't necessarily know why, right? Like, I remember even back at The Young Scientist, there was <laughs> bring it back to this. There was, uh, and it was a Frigia, And a girl came over to me and said, there, "See that that girl over there? That's my friend. She wants to meet you. Do you want to meet? Do you want to meet my friend?" Right? And I screamed, "Why?" And I ran out of conference center. Right? And that, <laughs> and that's because right? I thought, and I constantly had this. Limmy has got a great term for it. He calls it fanny fright. Right? I had serious fanny fright. But it wasn't even five, right? It was. I I thought what was going to happen is she's going to ask me to go down, um, the corridor, the old meatpacking district of the young scientist. And when I go down there, all the people I know, all the people I know are going to be standing there and pointing and laugh, and they're going to say, "Ah, <laughs> ah, you thought you were getting to me, and we're actually pointing thing like realistically that's But that that would have been, you know. And that was inspired by, I'd seen an episode of Quantum Leap when I was a kid. And it was an episode where Quantum Leap is a show where Scott Bakula plays Dr. Sam Becker, a guy who is a time-travelling, kind of like time-travelling, he's a guy who just shows up in people's bodies and saves the day. And that's the whole episode. He basically quantum leaps into a body. He takes over that guy's half of the funny thing is that he has to kind of act like the person and has to kind of fit in so that's always like oh fish out of water how do you get into this situation but he also has to save the day and prevent usually a murder or something horrible happening but they don't necessarily know what that horrible thing is going to happen until because almost the computers have to acclimatize to his time and find him and figure out what's going to happen so anyway he quantum leaps into the body of a woman right this mother Right, and that rarely happens in quantum leap. It's only happened a handful of times. One time, he even quantum leap into a bloody monkey, <laughs> A bloody chimp, it was hilarious. Right, uh, a chimp, they were going to shoot into space, but he quantum leaps into the body of this mother. And the, what they don't realize is that this, the the thing she ha- he has to prevent in the body of the mother is the kid committing suicide. Right, and they don't know that until the last minute. And then there's a big thing they have to find the kid and everything like that, and they end up saving the day. But what happens is the kid who is um, I remember the actor who played Blossom's brother. You know the show Blossom? You know, her older brother that wasn't Joey Lawrence? I don't know if you had the Disney Channel, right? Look, no, i had a child divorce. I had the fucking Disney Channel. Don't you fucking worry about that, right? But it was Blossom's brother. And basically, he then, he got seduced into, like, meeting meeting up with the hottest chick in the, in the school. And then he was going to be getting down, and then he was going to have sex, and he was going to take his stuff off. And what happens is that, that happens, and then all the jocks come out and start pointing and laughing at him. And then even then... Your one feels bad. So I thought that just happens. That's just, or I thought not even that that happens because I knew people were getting the the shift, right? I thought that was going to happen to me. So that was a foundation. (laughs) That was a foundational level. Unchecked. That was just tacked onto on this bog land. That was just never, you know, you never should have built a, (laughs) you never should have built a fucking house on it. And you definitely should not have used that as a base for like rules in your head. That just come, they just come from nowhere. Do you know what I mean? But it is those sort of things that you just like. Oh, so that's how it could be, and that becomes how it is. And then you just have these kind of rules for life that you just fucking tack on provisions for, and kind of you know, you know, escape clauses for in some scenarios. But you kind of still have this kind of kind of rough rule book, and it's just. And to be fair to myself, right? To be fair to myself. I don't fucking, I don't, I'm not angry at myself. I don't take it out on myself. I was following my own advice. <laughs> and anyone following my advice would have done the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Young lads are just following the orders of someone who doesn't know any better. <laughs> literally, that's what they're doing. Um, see, this is what I'm talking about. Just literally, was browsing through the mind of extravision. And- or there's an old episode of fucking Quantum Leap that give you fucking Fanny Fry. We <laughs> was just talking about that for a while. It's literally just, and just, you don't need to be thinking, you don't need to be going that deep in your own mind. Do you know what I mean? There is, <laughs> there is a power in just getting on with it. And just, you know, you don't need to talk, people, people say you always need to talk about stuff. Yes, if you've never talked about it. Do you know what I mean? You should look, should you should talk about it and make you feel better. Yeah, but it's also, you know, I'm also a very unfortunate uh, trifecta, right? And I'm not even including being a speech and drama alum in this, right? In that I am a um, former speech and drama kid, <laughs> a child of divorce, and a little emo. So that is like the that is the flux capacitor of attention grabbing little emotional dweeb, <laughs> right? So that's so I so the difficulty with that is that I will talk and I'll talk about my feelings, but I will not. I will not only not shut up. I will start making shit up because I cannot bear you to stop listening <laughs> to me. I cannot bear that. And it's something I've had to address as I get older. Being like, I just can't talk right now. I just can't. I'm I'm in a mood now, where I'm going to say not even say something. I, you know, people say I'm going to say something I don't mean. Where it's like I'm going to make shit up about my childhood. If you keep li- if I if you, if you if you if you listen to me right now, right? I'm just going to make shit up. Anyway. <laughs> See, I don't even know now if this is, if that's the mood that I'm in or I'm having, look, again, fucking the bore, theater of the mind, the theater of the mind, the, the extra vision of the mind. Right. So fuck that. I tell you what, um, I, I, I would be, it would be remiss if I, could, if I didn't mention all the bloody shite that's been going on in the US of ass. That's what I'm calling it at the moment because it's poopy times over there right now. So I'm calling it the US of ass, um, and as you know, obviously I'm a very political guy. This podcast is a very political podcast. Um, you know, uh, you know. I obviously have earned a lot of respect from my peers, like Pat Leahy, Una Malali, people like that. But there is a political commentator who just knows his shit, you know, and knows this stuff, and is more eloquent when it comes to American politics, certainly, um, than probably any of us. Your Una Malali, your Pat Leahy's combined, um, and that's latvian twitch pro streamer rumple foreskin um Rumpel is a very eloquent guy very passionate um about uh, american politics and look he's uh, he's sensational so look um please listen listen to the words here um from latvian twitch pro streamer rumple foreskin and i'll talk to you in a little bit hey what's going on man it's a rumple foreskin here Latvian Twitch politico here. Lubni, Legni guys. And to you, that's hello in Latvian. And to you, Mr. Donald fucking Trump, bro. We want to say Utah, which means a goodbye. And it's informal in Latvian. I would never give you the formal. You bloody bin. You bloody trash bag, man. What a bloody week it's been, man. Thank God for Twitch, man. Showing this big old bloody orange baby, man. This guy is a bloody Mandarin. He's a bloody Clementine Factory, the face. The guy, the guy. Thank God he's gone, man. And he's been banned permanently from Twitch, bro. And let me tell you something, Donald Trump. Or should I say Donald Duck because your bollocks are hanging out? You're banned from Twitch, bro? Gonzo. Gonzo the bloody great, you muppet. You're Gonzo and bloody cock nose muppet cunt. And as well. You're like the opposite of a Gary Barlow back for good... ...and that you're gone for good, hopefully, please God. And I tell you something, man. I don't even know why you had your Twitch channel to begin with, man. Let alone the fact it's banned now. Why you even have it, man? What are you, streaming Fortnite or some shit, bro? <laughs> let me tell you, man. You'll do enough streaming uh, in a Fortnite of uh, bloody TV and shit... ...because you'll be on the Scratcher in two weeks. Uh, you bloody unemployed wagon, man. Honestly, oh my God, this guy... <laughs> I tell you, how are they going to get rid of him, man? They kind of have to get like the guy who does the bins for Jump Juice Bar. You know, the one in Stevens Green, there's another one in Dublin Airport, but they have to get the guy who does the bins for that because you're going to need someone who's bloody experienced in uh, handling that much orange peel. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you're going to have to get maybe one more than that, man. You might have to get on the bloody Panda waste management and say, hey, guys, you get the biggest fucking compost bin you got for this fucking walking box of Clementine con. You know, get, um, take it to Ballyogan, skip uh, uh, the tip. You bring the t- skips to the tip. But as well as that, guys, here's one. Freeze a fucking couple of jokes for you on the way out, you bloody wagon. Uh, knock, knock, Mr. Trump, who's there? Orange. Orange, who? Orange, you ashamed, you asshole, for inciting a racial military coup, you bloody numpty. Oh my God. Uh, here's another one for you knock knock and do not let the door uh, hit the, your bottom on the wheel do actually um hit you in the ass knock knock who's there uh trump eats nothing but p- uh, trump eats nothing but poo-hoo. Uh, need i say more man because you've been speaking so much shit you must have just been eating it anyway i've been uh rumple foreskin thank god we have joe biden man that's all i gotta say wow Wow. Um, scathing. Um, Put a little commentary there from, um, from a Twitch streamer, Rumpel Foreskin. Hopefully Joe Biden's Twitch is uh, is a lot more prominent. Um, fuck, I was going to talk about fucking sex in, the, <laughs> sex in the city and how Kim Cattrall's not coming back for it. <laughs> but I'm fucking, literally, this is hours before you're hearing this. I'm very tired. I didn't, have, didn't sleep to begin with. It's the knock-on effect of not sleeping Making you inept at doing your own job, which means you have to stay up late to do it. But oh, no, hang on, it well, what did I have about Sex City? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm a smart person, right? I didn't obviously mention I was in the A class previously, and I'm a, a scientist. <laughs> but, um, like I can see Kim Cattrall as a, even though she's very different to the Samantha character, but I can see her as a very, uh, sexually liberated woman in in the show, and that's great. But I can understand her not want to come back because there's a lot of people who will be like, oh, you know that slut from Sex and the City? That's what literally people would say. Oh, oh, you know the slutty one? You know the slut? The slut from Sex and the City? No, not the good one and not the lawyer and not the main one. The slut. That's what best people say, right? So I do not begrudge her. She doesn't want to do it. I mean, literally, when you have everyone shit themselves in Dubai or whatever the fuck happened, I didn't see Sex and the City too. I can understand why you don't want to go back. But what I take umbrage with in Sex in the City, as sec- as liberating as it is for everyone and all that, I take umbrage with the fact of the three beat structure in what it teaches. Um, you know what it teaches. Uh, young women about meeting a guy, where it's you have the first act that they're going to be nice and charming and debonair and handsome and witty and have a great job. Second act is you have a good ride with them. And the third act is, it's revealed, oh my God, and out of nowhere, he's a fucking trampoline. <laughs> you know? Literally, that says, that's as off the wall. It's literally, this came out of nowhere. I can't believe he's been a trampoline this whole time. Then, whatever lady it is, we'll confront him about being a trampoline, and then he's going to call her a cunt as well. That's what happens. And then it's like, oh my God, not only did you have a weird thing that I didn't see happening in the first two acts of being a trampoline, now you're also a dickhead as well, so I don't have to feel bad about it. And then close off the show with... You know, some fucking monologue, little type thing. It's like, oh yeah, uh, uh, we're us New Yorkers are always bouncing, but are we ever looking at what we're bouncing on? Two cosmos later, I was hanging out with Lee Stafford or whatever, <laughs> and I tell you, when she goes shopping, right, she gets those Manolo Blahniks, like nine hundred euro, and she getting two pairs. She's wearing eighty. She's basically buying my Kia Soul every time she goes off and has a little brunch, right? So I don't give a shit if your lad's are trampoline. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I'm fucking, I've lost the run of myself. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this. If you like this, <laughs> which I don't know why you would, uh, you can uh, support it and get more of it over on the Patreon, where every Friday you have the b bonus Cantwell Shit Show, which uh, has over 40 episodes now. They range from um, movie reviews that I do. I did Hocus Pocus. Uh, I've done Home Alone 1 and 2. I've done loads of films on there. Um, I've listed my top five emo songs. I have um, given an in and out detail of um, of animals I would fight. (laughs) I have also did a recent Q and A there where I gave you the origins of some of my characters and where they came from. Um, And I also told you probably the drunkest I've ever been when I was seventeen. That's a story that's over there on the Patreon. Thank you very much for your very kind support. I'm gonna get some sleep. I love you to bits. Bye bye.